With so many recent changes in legislative policy during the pandemic, it can be overwhelming to keep up. Today, we're joined by Megan Roberts, an extension educator in agribusiness management, who's been keeping a close watch on the current legislative policies and is going to break down CFAP 2.0 and what it means for Minnesota farmers. Thank you for joining us today, Megan. Yes, thanks, Amber, for having me. One of the most recent changes that we've seen is the announcement from the United States Department of Ag of Coronavirus Food Assistance Program 2, or CFAP 2, as they're calling it. This was announced on September 18, 2020, and they will be accepting sign-up on September 21st all the way through December 11th. So we just saw CFAP 1 close just a few weeks ago, and now we're already looking at the next round of COVID assistance. With CFAP 1, we really saw the financial relief targeted on that date range of January, in some instances all the way through May, but mostly January through April. For Minnesota producers, this did provide relief in some of our more traditional crops and livestock, but specialty crop producers might have found it hard to be eligible because of that date range used. With CFAP 2, we see a little of that being removed, and much more commodities are going to be eligible for producers here in Minnesota. For producers who are interested in signing up, what should they do? The best place for information online is going to be farmers.gov slash CFAP. And throughout the USDA's assistance through covid Farmers.gov has really been a great source of information. Of course, there's also contacting your local FSA office. It's important to remember that like so many different institutions through COVID, they are facing some restrictions. So you can't just walk into your FSA office. In most cases, you are going to want to pre-call, try to do communication via virtual or phone-based means. But Farmers.gov and FSA are going to be great sources of information. What else should Minnesota farmers know? We've heard that CFAP 2.0 has many more commodities that are eligible for this program. So just to run down the broad categories, row crops, wool, livestock, specialty livestock, dairy, this time including both cow milk and goat milk under dairy, specialty crops, Floriculture and nursery crops, aquaculture, broilers and eggs, and tobacco are all commodity crops included in CFAP 2. So that's just the categories. And then when you dig down into the categories, there are literally hundreds of commodities. So it's really important if you maybe weren't eligible in CFAP 1 to go back and re-look to see if now perhaps as a grape producer you are eligible. As an apple producer, as a specialty crop producer, you might be finding your commodity listed even if it wasn't last time. Or if it was listed last time, maybe the date range wasn't um, a fit for your farm. For specialty crops and livestock in general, they are using what is called sales commodities 
as the basis, and that looks at your 2019 revenues as the basis for your payment. So that's quite a bit different than the CFAP 1 version for specialty crops. For producers that were already enrolled in CFAP, do they need to re-enroll in CFAP 2? That is correct. So you do need to reapply for CFAP 2. Um, it's not just a automatic thing. It does require an application process. As you had mentioned, there are more commodities that qualify for CFAP 2.0, but less money. How important is it for farmers to enroll early on in this program? In CFAP 1, we did see in some of the very early press releases that there was a first-come, first-serve. We also saw that there was a two-part payment system. At this point, based on the information that has been released from USDA at the time that we're speaking, we haven't seen that yet. But you are absolutely correct. This has many commodities that are included. We're working with slightly less amount of total aid for this ad hoc direct payment program. So it is generally going to be wise to try to put together your information as soon as you're able and to try to um, contact your local farm service agency or apply online via farmers.gov. But I don't have the specifics as to whether or not uh, it is likely that there will be a depletion of funds. Now, Megan, I know that you are keeping up with this legislation and going to be sharing updates as more information comes out. How can farmers find that information that you're going to be putting out? Across the ag business management team, uh, our colleagues uh, put out information on our blog whenever there is a timely update. So the ABM blog is a great place to see some of the analysis when it comes to the specific details of any program, we always try to link out to that direct source, whether it is the USDA and linking to farmers.gov, or when we see programs coming through the Small Business Administration, trying to get folks directly to the SBA website and to those contacts. But the ABM blog is a great place for some analysis, and then we Uh, try to link people to the actual source. Well, is there anything else that farmers and folks that are listening should know about CFAT 2.0? I think it is just important to determine whether you are eligible and then to go through that process of getting signed up as we continue to move through fall and this really challenging time during COVID-19. I'm sure there will be other programs to keep an eye on as well. Thank you so much for your time today, Megan. Thank you. To read the latest information on CFAP2, we've included a link to Megan's blog, as well as the website address for farmers.gov. 